Welcome to Manage Tools. Today's topic, how to remember names. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome to Manager Tools. Today Mark and I discuss a couple of pretty simple techniques to help you remember people's names. Now whether we like it or not, other peoples are part of our professional lives. And as Dale Carnegie sagely noted, a person's name to that person is the sweetest and most important sound in any language. But how to remember them? It vexes the best of us. And one of the keys? You really don't have to. But before we go though, one quick note. Mark and I will be in London at the end of the week. If you're in town and you have time, be sure to go on the discussion forums to find out about the London meetup on Friday, May 16th. If you're in London, we'd love to see you there. All right, then. With that, let's get on with the show. I can't even believe you're going to tell me that you don't remember names. That just... Not, not um... Not especially. I don't consider it a gift of mine by any stretch. I struggle with the same stuff everybody else does. Yeah, I, that, that's fascinating because I, I think this way and everybody I know thinks this way. That it just seems like you do. <laughs> well, there's that old thing about I don't have to be 100% better than everybody. I just have to be 1% better than everybody else. And quite frankly, when it comes to remembering names, I guess it would say it's not that hard because we're all so terrible at it. But no, I don't. I mean, I don't consider myself terribly good at it. I mean, I, I know what I do that works. But I don't think it's because I'm good at remembering names. So, oh, good. Well, if 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 you're only one percent better, it seems to be working. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, everybody thinks there's some secret trick, some technique. Um, I think this is a holdover from like when, you know, a thousand years ago or eight hundred years ago. You know, certain people had special knowledge that they, you know, they kept to themselves. Um, that there's a memory trick or something like that or a device, but well, I can tell you there's there's not because everything in my professional life tells me there's not, and I can tell you I I have I don't even think you know this I have taken one of those remember people's names courses. Is with that the, right? Yeah, with with you know the pictures and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the whole build a picture, build a pic- wild wacky uh, picture. Absolutely, out of people's names and yeah. Using something distinctive about them, the, the, yeah. the size of their nose or their eyes or their ears or something, and attaching some things to it. And, uh, it, you know, it works. It, it works for about three days. And then you stop using it, just like any other skill, and yeah. you're back to the same way you were before. Yeah, m- my experience is um, I, I don't, uh, I, I just don't see those as being terrified. But, 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 you know, I've heard the whole story. Clever pictures in your head. You know, if you're meeting someone named Deb, then you're thinking of a debutante ball or a wedding dress. If you're thinking of Bob, you're thinking of apples, right? Or, uh, although I suppose if you think of apples, maybe you would call the guy Steve or Apple or, I don't know, or Adam. I, I don't know. But, or if you, you know, you see a guy, Mike, and you think, oh, I'll think of a podcaster's microphone and something like that. Yeah, so. it doesn't work. So, yeah. so why don't we get to stuff that we found that does work? Yeah, good. There are five, and we only have five recommendations this time because... Um, we wouldn't want to give people too much to remember. <laughs> yeah, particularly on a, on a memory podcast. Right, right? exactly. So, good. Yeah. Um, okay, so five. Number one, pay attention. This is my second favorite one, and it's way more powerful than people realize. Number two, use their name. Uh, it's nothing new. Number three, write it down. Again, nothing new. 
and, and you want I, I can't remember their name and you want me to use it that that helps thanks appreciate yeah. that yeah Good. <laughs> <laughs> number four is what not to do we're, there, there's a billion what not to do's um but we have two that we're going to suggest um that are noteworthy people do them all the time and if we can just get you to stop doing that and do a less bad thing we would be happy and then number five apologize and admit which is my favorite one which is why people think i'm good at names when i'm really not Hmm. okay well well, i know that paying attention is hugely important but even if it is most of us don't uh, and i put myself in this category right don't do it terribly well yeah um totally true for me too um if I have ever been good with names, it's because I've worked very hard at it. I focused on it. I do not feel it's a natural thing. Uh, and, you know, for those who know the disc profile, I'm a high eye, so that would seem to make sense that it, I would be better at it the most, but I don't feel like I am particularly. But look, here's what we recommend. When you are introduced to someone, we recommend you focus on one thing and one thing only, their name. We think it helps to remind yourself of a fundamental truth um, that the single most important thing you are going to learn in that introduction is the other person's name. Look, all you have to do is start doing your own study, your own, your own little anecdotal research. Um, over and over again, you will find that people are quite willing to forgive you for, get, for forgetting a point that they make or their data or even why they're at the meeting but ask yourself how you feel when others forget your name and don't even seem to care what it is, or they seem to care but think that you're not noticing that they're not using your name. Yeah, yeah. The most important thing in any introduction is the other person's name. I would even, you know, we could, we could go further. I, I don't think... I know, I know yeah. exactly where you're going yeah. with that. The other person's name is more important than everything else combined that exactly. you're going to learn. Yeah, right? I, I just think that what happens is people... I was, I was talking about some, somebody I was talking to about this this morning that, that um, you know, if everything's equal in priority, then nothing's a priority, right? You have to pick, you have to choose. I think it was you and I, we talked about it this morning. Yeah, related exactly. To um, I can't remember what it was, but we were talking about you have to choose, and there's some stuff that doesn't get done, and it's important stuff. It's just less important than other stuff. Um, I think sometimes politicians get get uh, accused of that. This is important, and you know their answer is yeah, it is, and this other stuff is more important in my opinion. So, yeah, I think we we're actually talking about the website, so oh, folks will okay, under- okay. understand yeah. completely. <laughs> I, I actually knew that, but I didn't want to you bring it up. Share it. But whatever, yeah, dude. Okay. Go Sorry. ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I, I just think that if you go into a conversation and you're trying to think about two or three things, um, each one of those things become less important by its very nature. Um, and, and I have to tell you something about this one. The way you said it is brilliant. I really do think that if people will get this thought in their head, it's why it's our first recommendation. And, and we have, we're, we're talking about it, even though I'm sure every training session in the world says pay attention. Um, but we're trying to help you understand why focus is important, how important their name is. Um, I really do think that for a lot of folks, this alone, the focus to say the name is everything, it is everything, nothing else matters, um, is going to be enough for them. Um, look, I, I don't mean to be bold. I don't want to be overly bold about this. This is not, we don't recommend, this is not the only way to go about learning names. There are other ways. Uh, you went to a training class, obviously. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those, but some people are. Um, and some people really do think of themselves as being pretty good with names. Um, 
I will tell you that all, all memory is emotional. And so people who get emotional about people tend to do better. We'll talk more about disc a little bit. Um, but look, what I'm getting at is that I don't think anyone else is saying this particular point out loud. Names are so important. You can be successful even by letting their name crowd everything else out of your mind in the initial conversation. I know there's some people listening and going, that can't be so, but I'll tell you what, when I'm good with names, it's because that's all I'm thinking about is their name. I have been looking for years for ways to teach this to executives and frankly, have struggled with all the resources that exist. You alluded to the one in the training course, um, or quite frankly, maybe there, there are resources that I don't know about or that frankly, there are resources that should exist that don't. Um, memory courses are one. I'm, as I said, I'm a little skeptical. Uh, I have, I have taken to asking those memory course folks what special techniques they learn, how often they use them, and I'm generally just not terribly impressed. Again, they they work. I think for some people they're fabulous. Um, I did like what some folks told me, but I don't get the sense they stick with it. And I didn't know what you were going to say, <clears throat> but but um, your your experience is similar to others that I've heard. Um, and look, if you've had a different experience, if you're listening and you have a different experience, don't hesitate to tell us that. Um, we're not against other things that work. This is about being effective, not about following our advice. Right. Good. Yeah. I want to mention something here about kind of from the executive's perspective here, because I know we have a cast somewhere where I talked about my experience about changing my focus from task, which yep. I'm, which where I, I tend to be to people right. and the value of that. N names is just one of those kind of small things that effective executives either are good at or, frankly, they get good yes. at if they're going to be successful. They pay attention to and learn other folks' names. It's just part of the executive toolbox. Right. Unfortunately, I know <laughs> too many IT managers who are just stunned when they're asked who was at a certain meeting they attended. They just clearly they don't, don't know. They don't know I mean, who was there, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not paying tax. Right. Then, as bad as that is, then they act as if it's irrelevant. Like who was not there, who was supposed to be there, and who might have sent a substitute or who dialed in even yeah. when they weren't All of in those the building. That people use this right. in terms of weighing themselves relative to the meeting and sending messages internally in polit political situations and so on. Yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> there yeah. are thousands of managers out there. This is one of those moments that. Um, I, I, I'm glad we have so many listeners, but but um, there are a bunch of young managers out there right now thinking, oh my gosh, that yeah, well, you just, I mean, it, it's not enough to know who's supposed to be at the meeting. Who's supposed to be at the meeting is not there. Who's there but dials in. Who's there but sends a substitute. All these things are relative, at the particularly at the executive levels. Um, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're all sending messages. Yeah. And, and Anyways, well, the fact that, that young managers are out there going like, oh, my, that's kind of why we're here. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't even the point of the cast, <laughs> to talk about politics. Not that, not that names don't have something to do with politics. Um, look, there's something else here, too, that I want to just briefly address uh, since you brought up the executive piece. The reason we put this recommendation first, I think I've already said this, but I'll say it again, is that I think it's opposite. The opposite of paying attention is one of the biggest detractors that people have uh, to success with their own, with, with other people's names. I think one of the biggest issue is biggest issues is our own agenda that we bring into the introductory conversation. We're thinking, Absolutely. you know, we, we're thinking about 
um, what we want to get out of the conversation, what we need to secure, what the other person does, where they do, where they do what they do, um, what their relative power position is to us, you know, uh, socially, who do they know and who, who knows them. Um, I, I think all of that sort of crowds out the, the fact that most names are one syllable or certainly one word. Uh, and it's easy to miss. And those other things are complex thinking problems. A name is just a name. But as Dale Carnegie says, a person's name to that person is the sweetest and most important sound in any language. That's why remembering somebody's name is so impressive to folks, yeah. because they know you're paying attention. Yeah. And when you don't, then it just, you know, humans, you know, over the, over, you know, a few thousand years have evolved to have a pretty good sense of when people are paying attention to you or not. Right. And if you if you can't remember somebody's name, that's a yeah. pretty good indication. Look, it's, so it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's um it's uh what's the word um it's like Morse code. It's code for if I remember your name, what I'm saying is I care about you. And what I believe is a big stumbling block, and we'll talk about this in step five. One of the big stumbling blocks to people is while they acknowledge that they that yes, when someone remembers my name, it means they care about me. They refuse to acknowledge the opposite of that, which is when someone forgets my name, it means they don't care about me. Yeah. Well, or let me put that a little bit differently. They're willing to acknowledge that if someone remembers my name, it means they care about me. And what I don't want to accept is that if I forget their name, it's reasonable for them to assume that I don't care about them. And people want to argue that point when, in fact, when they're on the receiving end, they feel it all the time. We'll talk about that later, too. And I just think, yeah, I think it's about it, it is a simple way to say I care about you. And as we're going to talk about later, half the people in the world don't tend to think that way, but it works. It's effective. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 whole focus thing is is it's it's true for me. I, I know that that early in my career, I had a great tendency to think about what I was going to say, how I was going to impress the person or what my message was. Um, and I wasn't thinking about, I, I wasn't thinking about them. I, I, I really didn't care. Um, and boy, I had to figure that out. Um, when I did things improved dramatically. So, yeah. okay. So we're clear that we have to pay attention. Right. Um, that names trump everything. Right. In the introduction. So what about using others' names, which is I think yeah, our second point. We're going to hang our heads a little bit here. This is nothing new. Um, nothing special. I think almost every interpersonal training guide or book or coach or whatever will tell you that using someone's name is initially is a great tool. I do it. I know many others who swear by it. I know it works. And I want to add one more thing. I want to touch on this again. Um, I believe the reason this works is not repetition, which is what many coaches say. The reason it works is when you use the name, you feel good and all memory is emotional. And if you attach a strong enough emotion to something, you will remember it better something than something that has a weak emotion or a neutral emotion or a flat emotional affect attached to it. Therefore, hmm. the reason you use names frequently is it makes you feel good that you're doing what you're supposed to do. And then you get an emotional marker associated with that person's name. And the next time you see their face, because human beings associate faces with names, that's how your brain is wired. The next time you see that person's face, you remember that emotional content and that emotional content brings from the li vast library in your brain the name. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've never heard that before. Yeah, that's that's. I, I just always feel like when people say it's repetition, I'm like, well, no, it's not exactly repetition. It's the positive emotional feedback you get from using it, 
and proving to the other person that you know their name and you're willing to use it as a way of showing them respect. Okay. So look, um, as I say, you know, using other people's names, repetition to put a little bit differently works. Um, and, and we, we are going to simply say it this way. Once you hear the person's name, say it three to four times in the course of the next two to three to five minute conversation. Okay. So well, Mark, Mark, Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any emotion there, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling it. What, 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 <laughs> Jeff Jancic, a great captain in the Army, when I was introduced to the commanding general of the 25th Infantry Division, if Jeff Jancic is listening, Jeff, I remember you well. Football player at West Point. He introduced me to the general in charge of the entire division. I was a lowly lieutenant. And he said, um, uh, sir, this is uh, Mark Horseman. You know, Mark Mark, that's a, that's a dog with a speech impediment. I, 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 How about you felt some emotion, didn't you? Yeah, I was, I was, I don't know if lieutenants get mortified, but I was mortified. <laughs> and then the general for the next six months while I was working at division headquarters said, Mark, 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 Mark. I was, oh. I was well respected. Well, there you go. And, and, yeah. and your friend there was smart enough to create an emotional moment for the yeah, general. Good. Yeah. Sweet guy, Jeff Jancic. <laughs> now, so, okay. So three to four times in the course of the conversation, we, we actually recommend three specific moments though, yeah, don't we? Exactly. Um, and we do this because when you tell people use it three or four times, they do what you do. They say, Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Look, there are three times that if you'll remember this, it's easy to fit the name in. The first one is immediately. The second one is in the first sentence after that immediate statement. And then at the last thing you say before the conversation ends. So what that means is you, first you say it, you, you say so right after they say their name. It's as simple as, hi, Bob. After they say, hey, Mark, I'm Bob. You say, hi, Bob. And that's one. Or nice to meet you, Sarah. Okay. Then you use it in a sentence fairly quickly thereafter, like the next sentence. That's my goal. Now, here's what I found uh, uh, in teaching this to executives. A lot of people are uncomfortable with this, though. They think, wait, I've just said their name. That'll be overkill, Mark, Mark, Mark. Um, it'll be overkill to use it right away in the next sentence. And what I found is working with a lot of executives, that's just not so. Um, but we know that folks are worried about it. So we have a, a, a construct of a sentence that will help people. Um, I, I teach sort of an alternate technique that lots of coaching clients of mine love, and, but, but, but some of you may not like it anyway. You may feel like it's still overkill. I found that people use it and they say, that doesn't feel so bad. And boy, I got to use their name twice in the first 30 seconds. Um, after you've heard their name and you've used it immediately, you simply make the next thing you say a question with a preface before your associates, the person you've met, before their name. It sounds like this. And Mike and I are going to role play, and I want you to listen for my responses to Mark to Mike. Mark, Mike Ozan. Hi, Mike. I'm Mark. Pleasure to finally meet you. Yeah, where do you work, Mark? What do you do? I'm here from Texas, Mike. And you? Now, hopefully, everyone can see that this gives me a little buffer. I've used his name twice, but there's a buffer. I'm answering Mike's question here, right? Where do I work and what do I do? Um, now, if he just made a statement like, gosh, it's really exciting about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, it totally is, Mike. And then you ask a question after that. Okay. So I answered my question. I answered Mike's question and, or, or I respond to his statement. Then I use his name 
And because I'm a good conversationalist, I always accept their question with an answer or I make a comment about what they said, and then I throw the ball right back to them with a question of my own. And Mike's name is buried right there in the middle. So it's, again, it's just, it, when he says, where do you work, Mark? What do you do? I said, I'm actually here from Texas, Mike, and, and you? Now, you'll notice, I didn't even answer his second part of the question, what do I do? Um, he may choose to ask me, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get you. you know, Mark, where did you, what did you say you do? Um, but, but in conversation, the key is answer the query or make a statement that shows that you understood what they said and then follow up with a question. Well, if that's the case, you simply insert the name in between the two clauses and you're done. Good. And you sit at the last of the conversation too. Yeah, exactly. When you're about to part ways, you simply go back to the beginning that you use in the beginning of the conversation. So you just say something like, nice to meet you, Mark. And there's your three. Yeah. That's it. You, 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 you can almost use the exact same word, words that you used the first time. Uh, nice to meet you, Mike. Or, um, hey, Mike, um, good talking to you. Yeah. Good. Okay. Simple. Bingo. Oh, okay. And then you write it down. Yep. We, we take no credit for this one again. We do know that there are people who are listening who have never had any training at all at using names, so we want to be clear. Um, it's a widely recommended technique. Some people swear by it. If you have a chance, please write down other people's names and relatedly get a business card so you can see it in writing. And then if you need to, you can look at it later during whatever function or location, whether you're at a meeting or a dinner or a hotel check-in desk or a conference or a dry cleaners, wherever you happen to be or whatever you happen to be doing. Um, I will say that I do not use this technique um, in the interest of full disclosure, but I know many people who do and I know it works for them. I meet so many people it is just not possible when you're following the cardinal rule about writing things down. You never write someone's name down in front of them. Now, you're not saying that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I am. Oh, yes, I am. Just like you don't pull out interview question cards in an interview, or you would think that people wouldn't do that. Just like you don't hand out your business card unless somebody else asks for it. Oh, yes, I am saying it. People say, let me write down your name. I have trouble with Rain, so I want to write it down. And they pull out some sweaty folded up three by five card or something. They actually write it down in front of the other person. And, and, and by the way, um, there may be an emotional attachment to that. And, and, and someone may say to me, but Mark, I do that and it works for me because, because when I do that, I'm emotionally embarrassed by having to write it down. And boy, I never forget a person's name. I said, yes. And that is one case where you have essentially trumped the reason for the, in, for the introduction by suggesting that uh, I'm prepared to have myself feel an emotion that will cause me to remember my name, while at the same time irritating the heck out of you. Um, people don't like you to write their name down in front of them. Yeah, that's kind of like that old uh, finger, that monkey finger puzzle thing. There you go. Exactly <laughs> right. And, and for those of you who are acting above all this, uh, we, when we say writing, we uh, include... Uh, Thumb typing it into your BlackBerry or your iPhone or whatever other device you happen to have with you. Those, yeah. those count as writing. Sorry. Thank. Oh, yeah. Hold on just one second. You know, first time you meet somebody and you're sitting there typing their name. And, oh, by the way, since I've got it open, why don't you give me your email address and your phone number? It's like going into Pottery Barn and they say, can I have your phone number? No. Can I have your email address? No. But, but there is an, ex I mean, tell me there is an exception if they, uh, beam it to you via infrared. There you go. <laughs> yes. Beam me up. <laughs> what, what is that song you sent me recently? It's good to be a geek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's oh, yeah. That's a great song. 
Yeah. I relate. Yeah. Um, look, um, if I can, before we get to the last two items, I do want to address something, uh, address names as a function of it being a behavior. In other words, the behaviors we engage in. If you think about this from the DISC behavioral profile that we recommend, um, if you think about it from behavioral perspective, not from personality, not not uh, from power or position or experience or anything like that. If you just think about behaviors um, and then think a minute about how different folks' paradigms, their different ways of behaving make a difference. Look, it's easy. Half of the world, roughly, tend to see the world as being about tasks, about getting things done, about work. Um more than half of our audience, I think, tends to be the, the more technical side, uh, the more engineerish. Um, um, it's neither good nor bad. It just is. Some people focus on people. Some people focus on tasks. Look, those of us that are like that, that see the world as being about tasks, about getting things done, are not naturally inclined to focus on people. Okay? Um, so if you're in that half... And look, folks, if you're a technically degreed or you're a technically inclined manager, and if you're in IT, for that matter, you are very, very likely in that half, based on our experience. Look, we understand. It's not natural. We know that you're going into that conversation thinking about other things other than that person's name. We're not saying you don't care about people, and we know everybody cares about people, but your focus on work and tasks just makes it harder for you to naturally do this. Right. You're not saying that it's not their fault. Surely not. No, but okay. But I'm really not worrying about faults so much. I would rather say, hey, you're not inclined that way. That's fine. We get it. But. Ah, ha, ha. So there is a but. Yeah. The rest of your career, unless you stay in an individual contributor role, other people will play a greater and greater role in your successes. We respect that it's harder for you naturally. But that doesn't change that the measures that you're going to be compared to are built around relationships with other people more and more as you grow professionally. We don't, look, we don't come up with these recommendations because they're easy. We recommend them because they work. If you don't want to do it, if you feel, if you say, boy, guys, I'm just not naturally inclined. You know what? That's for the marketing guys. That's for the sales guys. You know, geez, I'm a tech guy. If you don't want to do this because you want to lean on your natural inclination, you don't have to. But we're willing to be the ones to tell you that if you do so, if you shy away from this, you will be less effective. You will have less authority. You will have less responsibility. You will have lower earnings. And we believe as simple, maybe not easy, but as simple as these recommendations are, it's no longer about your lack of skill. It's about your lack of will. Either lack of skill or lack of will is dangerous in the competitive world we live in today. But when you eliminate the skill issue, here are some things that work. We know they work and you don't do it. Um, you know, that, that, that's your issue. You got to look in the mirror about that. Right. And, and I hope people don't misinterpret what we're saying because we're real, really we're not trying to beat up on no. anybody about what they do or don't do. Uh, really, we're really... We're just trying to help by suggesting ways that we know are effective and address a key, just a key, critical, professional, interpersonal skill. Yeah. And, and you, know, so, you know what? I just say, um, we, we just want to help. And if you don't want to do it, that's okay. But let's not complain that we don't get what we want when, in fact, a road has been built and then we don't take it. 
Right. Okay. So let's let's keep trying to help okay. here. So what what do we recommend they not do? <laughs> Don't make silly pictures of their head of their name over their head. No, I'm kidding. That actually works. There are far too many things, wrong things to do to count them. But we're just going to highlight two of them that we notice and that people have a very strong response to. The first is simply not remembering the person's name and acting as if there's nothing wrong and you hope that they don't remember, they don't notice that you don't remember, okay? There is not a person out there who hasn't had what I call a horseman angry anonymous pairing moment from both sides of the anonymity where you are talking, you have remembered the other person's name and suddenly you realize they don't remember yours and you're like, oh, that's not cool. And not two days later, you're in a different conversation. The other person is using yours. You're not using theirs. And all the while, you say to yourself, I don't think they're noticing that I've forgotten their name. I'm sorry, but those two ideas are mutually incompatible. <laughs> um, so, look. Um, so, the, the, it, it is inappropriate to not remember the name and do nothing about it to act as if there's no big deal. Because people get offended. Uh, we're not suggesting that it's a killing offense. But if you do it often enough, people will believe that you don't care about people. They will tend to give you less people to supervise. They will tend to ask you to do less executive, relationship-based, politically-based, um, influence-based um, uh, sort of uh, uh, responsibilities that will allow you to grow your responsibility and influence in the organization. Not all organizational power comes from the role. In fact, very little does. So that's the first thing. That's off. You can't do that anymore. If you're a manager tools listener, that's the edict for today. You can't do that anymore. If you forget, you got to do something about it. The second thing, though, not to do actually comes from us from Remember and a great friend, Davis Statler. He, Davis is a retail store manager, not far from me, actually. Mike and I know him well. Um, he and I were talking about interpersonal training for his store associates and w what the experience was like for, for people, customers and store associates and so on. And the use of names came up. And uh, I talked about my favorite technique. We're going to talk about it in just a second. And he said, oh, so I shouldn't be saying, tell me your name again. And when he actually said that, Mike, wow. you weren't there. Um, when he actually said that, he actually leaned forward. His shoulders came forward. His chin came out a little bit. And he directed with an open hand, sort of like an open palm, right at the chest of the other person. And said, please tell me your name again. And sort of moved his hand back and forth a little bit. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so not, not only did you forget the name, now you're going to command right. the person to tell, tell me. me. Exactly. I mean, it, it, there's, there's very, I mean, that, that is a, a verb followed by an object. You will now tell me, Mr. Peasant. Um, you don't get well, out of a social gaffe created whole. In other words, you don't get out of a hole that you created with a social gaffe by giving instructions to other people unless you're a monarch. And I do not mean a butterfly. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I, I I imagine there's there's something that got lost in the translation because I can't I can't imagine Davis offending anybody. Yeah, he is a he is a when you meet him, he's this, this exceptionally kind person. And yet, those are those little things that if a think about it, if a customer came into his store and he wasn't he was so angry. When people get angry, they tend to not be receptive to other people's emotional state. Right? They, their anger just shuts down their receptors. They walk in angry, and they don't get him feeling that he doesn't, they don't get the sense of how nice a guy he is. And then he says, I'm sorry, tell me your name again. And that could be the thing they remember. And they look in his face and say, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it would be a shame. Somebody is as nice and good as that. Cause yeah. he's just an exceptional, exceptional manager. Yeah. 
Um, but even exceptional managers can make yeah. small little mistakes. And he, does, he didn't that, mean. He didn't mean his, his his structure, his construct of the sentence was not intentionally to be to be directive. Right? It wasn't intended to be um, a command. And he said, "Oh gosh, I bet with a simple change, I can avoid a few times a year where a conversation that's on the brink turns south." And he he picked it right up. I mean, he to his credit, he went, "Oh, yep. I get it." Good. Okay. So you said there are more though as well. Um, and we were just talking about two. Um, so that brings us to what your, you say your favorite is, and I've heard you do it and I, I'm amazed every time I hear it, but it's simply apologize and admit, God, I, I hate that. I, I'm never going to do that. Yeah, I know, dude, I can't believe you're amazed every time. The first time you should be amazed, maybe the second time, but after that, it's like, Hey, that really works. <laughs> I'm just going to steal that and start using yeah, it. I'm a little slower than most. It is so easy. It is so effective. And to your point, it is so hard yes. for so many people. Yeah. So what is it? Tell us. No matter when it, it's simple. No matter when it is, no matter what the situation, when you need to remember someone's name, ask them for it. <laughs> As one of my coaches told me once, they should know. <laughs> yeah, I guess they would know. So you're saying just just ask, huh? No, look, you, no, you, you apologize first. Here, let's do one, okay? Okay. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Great, thanks, but I am so sorry I have forgotten your name. This is how you remember names? Yeah. I don't remember them. I stopped trying. I mean, I'll remember you if I meet, if you and I meet at a cocktail party, if we meet at a business meeting, I, 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 I focus in the beginning and I, I don't write names down, um, but, but I do focus. Um, I, I find that the focus is really the big one for me. I try to use the name. Uh, I try to avoid making any gaffes, although there have been times I have, certainly. We're all human. Um, but, but, and so I'm probably good at the meeting itself, okay? Um, I am two weeks later. I'm done. It's not, I mean, I have simply let myself off the hook. Now, look, I feel embarrassed. I totally feel embarrassed that I've forgotten their name. And I'm not saying that I forget everyone's names, but here's the thing. Those ones I remember, I feel great about. And the second time I meet them and I've remembered their name, I feel so good that I've remembered their name. I'm just cloud nine. And so then it's locked in my memory and my emotional memory totally. But the ones that I forget I use a different emotion. I use the shame and the, and the groveling associated with apologizing, which, shoot, we have a podcast on it, right? Um, look, I, look, I admit, and look, guys, particularly in my role where people see me speak and they assume that because they were one of 10,000 people in the audience, I should remember them. Um, I have people come up to me all the time and say, hey, Mark, and they start a conversation with me. And I'm betting you that I have done this at least 10,000 times in my life. Um, maybe it's something like, I am so sorry I've forgotten your name. And by the way, when I do that, my shoulders naturally slump. I take two inches off of my height. I tilt my head a little bit. Um, or I might say, I apologize. Uh, so I'm so sorry. If we've met, your name escapes me. Or if we've met, I've forgotten. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, can you tell me your name again, please? Um, out of maybe 10,000, I've gotten less than 20 people. I'm guessing maybe it's 30, but then again, maybe it's 10 too. less than 20 people acting as if I've insulted them. I'm, I'm serious. People will forgive you for just groveling because, because even though you grovel, there is something worse than groveling. And that is the feeling on the, on, on the person who you're talking to 
when they know you're not using their name and you don't have the guts to step up and ask. Right. And, and just to be clear here, you use the term acting in terms of the folks acting as if they were hurt. But when you're apologizing, you're not acting. You're, I mean, you actually, no, you actually I feel like an idiot. You feel like an idiot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and look, and that's not acting. Everybody else who's listening to this podcast feels like an idiot too. Right. I'm, you're just right? willing to admit it. You're, you, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 when you apologize, you admit your mistake, your yep. error, yep. your gaffe. Yep. There you go. Okay. People forgive you when you admit it. And you then, by, by apologizing, you are subordinating yourself to them. When you pull that angry anonymous pairing stuff, you really set people off. They notice. They don't like it because you're acting from a place of superiority. You're saying, I don't know your name and I am important enough that I don't have to grovel to you to ask. That puts them down. It makes them feel more righteously angry. And that's just not the way to go through life and create relationships. It's rarely a good place to be in a place of superiority when it comes to interpersonal relationships. But to apologize... To be big enough, if you will, to admit that you're small at that moment, to be willing to say, my embarrassment is not greater than my interest in honoring you by using your name. That's really the way to go through life, quote, remembering, unquote, names. And you know, something else, you and I've talked about this before, I think on air, certainly we've talked a bunch about it privately. Those 20 people that act as if you've insulted them because you've forgotten their name, the idea that they're going to take offense at this is, well, it's not, it's not a polite word. I think I've said it before. Reminding somebody else of their error, their social error, is in and of itself an error of grace and social respect. Yeah. Meaning if someone does ask you, be polite, smile, and share your name with them. Because the golden rule surely applies here. Exactly. Exactly. You, want, you do that because you want karma. <laughs> to be right next to you when it comes back. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Let's uh, sum it up real quick. Okay. Number one, we pay attention. We focus on the name to the exclusion of everything else when we first meet someone. Okay. We use it three times, right when they introduce themselves, you say their name, uh, then in the first sentence thereafter, and when you leave the conversation. You write it down when you get a chance, when it's possible. It may be in a meeting. It may absolutely be in a meeting. That's a great example of writing it down in a meeting. You put it on a piece of paper in front of you that's going to sit in front of you for the whole meeting. What not to do, obviously, don't do the angry anonymity thing. Just admit it. Um, and, and certainly don't, at, don't give commands like, tell me your name, which sounds like a, a, a dictate. And then lastly, um, my favorite, just apologize. You don't have to remember, but you have to be willing to apologize and say, you're important. I've forgotten. I'm sorry. Would you please share your name with me? Good. That's it. Excellent. Well, uh, Mark, Mark, it's been nice talking to you. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, week. that was good. So long. <laughs> see you, partner. Thanks, everyone. I hope that was useful. For you Londoners, we'll hope to see you on Friday. With the rest of you, well, we'll see you next week. So long. Bye.